Hello, my lovelies, and thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Listen Closely. I am your host, Bobby, and we're going to continue on with our holiday specials. And this one is definitely one that's kind of hard to cover. For this one, you will definitely need to follow all my social medias. I will be posting some 911 audio as well as some uh, different things that I can find on it, different articles, because there are actually a lot of perspectives on why it exactly happened. So you need to follow me at HTT. Listen closely if you want all the bonus stuff. Or, I mean, I guess you could just Google it all yourself if you are that interested. I mean, it's kind of up to you, but I just make it a little bit more convenient for you. And without further ado, let's just jump right into this one. It takes place in Grapevine, Texas. That's pretty close to Dallas, Texas, actually. It's a little smaller community and it actually takes place on December 25th so on Christmas Day. The first person that I want to introduce is named and I'm going to mess it up so I do apologize for mispronunciations but I will try my best. His name is Aziz Yazdan Pana and from this point on I will not say the last name because I know I probably missaid it and instead I will just call him Aziz. So Aziz was a Texas man who lived in Colleyville, Texas, and uh, actually neighbors described him as a really nice guy, you know, just kind of the perfect neighbor. Now, Aziz did have a wife that he was separated from, as well as two children, and their names are Nazarin, who was 55, and that was his wife, or separated wife, Nona, his 19-year-old daughter, and Ali, his 15-year-old son. So, you know, like most things, you know, life just kind of got a little, little chaotic. Um, Aziz had financial troubles. His business kind of slowed down significantly and reports were he really just couldn't really get a good job. And his house was actually foreclosed on and the utilities had been completely cut off at this house. So that equals a whole lot of strain on someone. So the wife decided to get separated from him. And, you know, some of this actually happened, like the foreclosure happened after the separation, I believe. But I mean, you can kind of see like this guy's starting to have a pretty bad year. I mean, everything's just kind of hitting him. His wife said, you know what, let's get a separation. So she moves to Grapevine, Texas with the two children. They get an apartment there. And they just try to move on. They try to recover. She's now the more breadwinner of the family. And, you know, she actually holds down two jobs at two different salons. Just trying to make ends meet. She just buys enough essentials just to get by for her and her children. So let's fast forward to December 25th, 2011. Obviously, this is Christmas Day, so like most families, Nona, Ali, and the mom were just, you know, sitting around opening gifts, having a good time, and, you know, just enjoying their company of not only their family, but also a little bit of their extended family. Zore, 58, Aziz's sister-in-law was there. Hossein, 59, his brother-in-law was also there, as well as Sarah, 22, which was his niece. So, you know, they all just kind of got together and decided to celebrate Christmas. Now, a little before 11 a.m., Sarah actually sends a text message to a friend saying that they had arrived at the apartment and Aziz was there. Now, there have been different reports saying, you know, that he was not invited but attended anyways, and other reports saying that he just was celebrating with his family. So it's really kind of unclear whether he was actually invited or not, but he was there. And her text message actually says, so we're here 
We just got here and my uncle is here too, dressed as Santa. Awesome. And then at 11.15, she texts, now he wants to be all fatherly and win father of the year. So there's obviously some strain there between those two alone, but there was also to have been some strain between all the family, not only because of the separation and the hardship, but some believe that Aziz was upset his wife was doing well on her own and that she had gotten her own apartment. She was able to hold a job like Some felt that maybe it was possibly some kind of jealousy that kind of happened. Now, at 11.34 a.m., a 911 call was placed. And I do have that 911 call already on my TikTok, but I will be sharing it on, you know, my Facebook and stuff. So that way it can be easily accessed to more people if you don't have TikTok. I know some people don't have it. So I will be sharing it on my Facebook and Instagram and, you know, just trying to get it out there so more people can hear it. And I'm going to actually bring up that 911 call a little bit later. But at 11.34, that 911 call was taking place. And then within about three minutes later, the police arrived and found that the entire family uh, was dead due to gunshots. And what the police actually found was pretty horrifying. And I do apologize, but I'm going to go ahead and say this. Um, The medical examiner said that Aziz's son, daughter, niece, and sister-in-law were shot multiple times in the head. His wife was shot once in the head and his brother-in-law was shot multiple times in the head, chest, and stomach. So police just came in and they just saw this horrible sight of this massacre that happened and on Christmas Day no less like that's one thing that you're just not expecting they had the daunting task of trying to piece together what exactly happened so authorities believe that Aziz actually tried to stage the scene by placing one of the two guns used in the hand of his deceased brother-in-law Muhammad and then the other gun was actually found in Aziz's hand Police were able to identify Aziz as the only shooter at the scene. They believe he shot all six of his relatives and then turned the gun on himself, but not before making the 911 call. So they believe that that 911 call that I will let y'all hear was actually Aziz. Now, if you listen to it, and it's really hard to listen to, and you might want headphones to actually listen to them because it's pretty hard to hear, but of that 911 call, you hear somebody saying, help, help, and then it's all in whispers, but then you also hear something about shooting people. Now, the police enhanced the audio, and they said they heard, I am shooting people, while I kind of hear he is shooting people. So I'm not too sure if it was actually Aziz or if it was maybe someone else like his brother-in-law or anybody else, you know, another male in the family that was calling 911 telling him, you know, help, help, he's shooting people kind of in a very quieted voice so that way Aziz didn't know that they were calling. I mean, that is purely my speculation based on the 911 call that I heard. Again, I will let you listen to it. I will actually be posting it on all my social media so you can hear it. But the police definitely do say that it was Aziz that did make that 911 call. And then the call was dropped. That's when three minutes later, the police showed up and walked into this horrifying scene. Now, you may be asking yourself, why did Aziz actually do this? So there are actually a few speculations. Again, we will never truly know why he did this. Uh, He is not around to ask, which 
a lot of these shooters do happen to take their own lives. So we'll just never fully know. We'll never have the true answers of what exactly was going on in their head. But some did speculate that, you know, it was the whole financial troubles as well as his jealousy that his wife was doing better than he was. Um, there was also some close uh, people to the family that said that Aziz was actually not who he seemed to be. Uh, some said that they always just kind of had a funny feeling about him, but they couldn't, like, they didn't really think that he would do this. Like, he was very controlling and, you know, a very big presence, but they never suspected him of doing this to his family. Others said that it was also that he was mad that, the family was celebrating Christmas when they were of the Muslim faith. Now, that has seeming to be disproven by some people that it wasn't that. But another do say that, you know, he was very, very controlling and, you know, of his faith. And that his daughter, Nona, was dating a non-Muslim person and that he was very controlling and disproved of their relationship so I don't know as far as whether that was a factor I know some people of different faiths only want people of the same faith in their family and they don't want to you know kind of mix the religion and the faith but again we can't say that that was 100% his motive or even part of his motive that could have just been you know a thing like a side note like it wasn't fully what he was doing it for but like it could have added to the fuel. So me personally, it, first off, this is a really hard one because, you know, I myself have lost a relative, not anywhere near this. Like we just lost my mom due to, you know, just, I guess you could say natural causes, but you know, like the holidays still hurt. And if you're already going through a rough time, they, they just, they're not the same. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe not everybody has experienced this, but the ones that have, you know what I'm talking about. Like, you just seem like your back is against the wall. There's absolutely nothing you can do. You know, maybe you lost your job during this holiday time. Or you maybe lost somebody that you loved during this holiday time. Whether that be death or due to separation. I mean, there are very, very many factors that could play into why this happens. And then the holidays just make it, like, ten times worse. So, like, when you lose somebody... It's sad every day and it kind of hits you throughout the year, but it's especially during those holiday times when, you know, you see more people together and doing these family activities and spending this money, you know, just kind of doing the holiday time and it just makes it so much worse. And I think that possibly could have been one of his reasons, you know, like he was already having a bad financial time. He was already losing his family. It just seemed like everything was down and out. And then the holiday time came and it kind of is like one of those harsh reminders that you don't have these things anymore. You don't have your family anymore. You don't have that security in your financials. So again, we'll never fully know why exactly he did what he did. But to me, it seems like, you know, just the holiday times are hard for some people and they're extremely hard on these types of situations. And speaking of that, I do want to just make mention if you are having a difficult time, even if you know somebody who might be having a difficult time, who might have lost somebody or, you know, who might seem like their backs are on the corners or, you know, on the walls, talk to them. 
just say, hey, I just, you know, was thinking about you during this holiday season. I want to let you know that I'm here for you. I love you. And you will not believe what a world's difference that will make. Just having somebody there for you or, you know, understanding makes a world of difference. And, you know, for those who might seem like, oh, they're just not in the holiday spirit. They're just being a Scrooge. Don't be so hard on them because you don't know their story. You don't know what they're going through or, you know, what happened. You never know. Maybe they're not able to afford those gifts that their kids want. Maybe they just lost a loved one. Or maybe they're just having a really bad time. Holidays bring out the worst in people. And not just, you know, like people fighting over buying stuff, but they just bring out the worst emotions for those who are having to deal with these things. So in this time, I just want to tell everybody, be patient. It's one more week and then it's Christmas. And you just be patient, love one another, be there for one another. And yeah, so... Now more than ever, if you can only do one thing, always remember to listen closely.